Hey, hey there, everybody. Welcome back. This is your host, Brandy J with Behind the Mic. And today I have with me an amazing guest by the name of Chiki. He's the best-selling author and also expert in resilience, certified speaker, and a corporate trainer. Hello, Chiki. How are you doing today? Very well. Thank you for having me. And how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Happy to have you here. So um, excited to, so you can let the, uh, the listeners know more about you know what you do uh this is amazing you can you can you go into detail after you kind of let us know who you, more about you about what what do you do as far as uh speaking in uh, an expert in resilience like what does that entail okay so i um my name is gd um i use my personal stories which highlights a number of harrowing experiences to let people to help people to build up their capacity to overcome adversity and to bounce back and to dare to win again after going through the things that life throws at them so um i've also wrote a, a book that become a bestseller in the united states and in canada awesome awesome so what can you let the listeners know what the name of your book is the book is coming to canada is about my experience um coming out out of the motherland to come to Canada um, and all the transitions and the challenges that we had to face and uh, navigate through the settlement maze and how people who are coming behind us from whatever culture, whatever environment, uh, whatever country that are coming into Canada, the things they are going to face and how to navigate those things um, to settle faster, quicker, sooner. That's amazing. Wow. So with the, you know, you coming to, when you, okay, so when you, when you came, this, this wasn't the plan, obviously, because this when you, you were younger, right, when you came? No, I came to Canada a couple of years ago, just about 2017. Okay, so did you have this in mind when you, when, uh, when you started on this journey? Did you know that this was going to be something that you were going to do? No. No, oh, you yeah. be bet I didn't. Um, it came out from my surviving a heroin diagnosis. I was diagnosed with uh, cancer, uh, stage four cancer. And so after I got into remission, um, somebody close to me told me, you've got to write a book about your life experiences. And so I decided first to write this one because it was still something that I was going through at the time in terms of the... Um, settlement in Canada and all that, you know, and then I felt that was what could help people as quickly as possible. But there are other plans to talk about my the other things that are country in life, uh, including the cancer diagnosis and how I was able to overcome it and all that. So it's uh, just one of the first, the very first one actually in the many of the conversations I'm going to put inside the book so that others can be blessed um, by having it. Yeah, that's awesome. I like that. Okay. So as you were on this journey and which you didn't know that you were gonna be on, uh how did how did that work? Like did were you did you like start actually, you know, because you have to like practice and, and start how did you set up all these things where you end up speaking in different places when you got here? Did you like meet people or like how did that all come together? So um, when I got to Canada, the first thing I did was to get involved in the community. So uh, I'm a community leader as well. Um, I like to volunteer a lot. So you either see me at the food bank or committees 
um, in the in 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 the community. Um, I've been on the board of the community league. I've been on the board of our ethnocultural organization here, and so I'm very involved in the community. Uh, at this time, I'm also involved in the church as well uh, as well. So it's part of the work I have done in the community was to assist other newcomers settling, okay, people who are coming in from our community, assist them settling. And I have done that work for over three years. And then somebody says to me, why don't you put all that experience you have, i.e. your own personal experience, the, the work you have done in the community supporting other people, and the work you have also done uh, working with the ecosystem that support newcomers. Uh, put all of that into a, into experience into a book, and then people can um, can have it. So, what it means is that, for example, if you are to land in Canada today, um, you don't need to see me. You forget the book. You will take you step by step, step by step, until you settle in faster. Wow, that's amazing! Wow. So, Chidi, would you say that um, the book could help me uh, be the pretty diverse? Say, it's like if it's from somebody from a whole different uh, country, say. Uh, Let's think of a country. Um, Even the United States, you'll be yeah, shocked yeah. that you'll be shocked, <laughs> for example, that when you look at the data, it shows that um, the US is among the top five countries that people move to Canada from. Mm. And you even say, you even think that, okay, maybe because you have the same language and et cetera, et cetera. But no, the culture shock is the same. Right? The way you guys, the way uh, Americans do things and the way Canadians do things are different. Yeah. Right. So um, one of the things I have done leveraging from this, obviously, because I wrote the book, people ask me, uh, invite me to come and speak and all that. And then I, I expatiate on the teams in the book and then that helped me to launch my speaking career. So right now uh, I'm a paid speaker. I go to conferences, I can deliver keynotes, I deliver uh, orientations for universities and all that. So wow. yeah. that's amazing. Wow. So what what you so what would you say what was your highlight like when you started in this journey, what was the first thing that uh, was presented to you that you were that you were able to do to uh, share people share with people your experiences? So the first one was the fact that um, obviously all of the my writing the book and all of that came out from my being diagnosed with cancer. So one day I went to a friend's house and um took a cup of uh, strawberry smoothie okay so it was reddish right so i got home and went to use the washroom and i and then i saw this um deep red deep sea of redness in in the urine right in my urine and i knew something was wrong the reason i know something was wrong is that you don't eat food and then see the color of it in your urine there's an app so there's an app sorry a, an, an organ not an app there's an organ mm -hmm. responsible for that the kidney the kidney is supposed to purify that and all so once i saw that i i, I knew i was going to go see the doctor i want to see the doctor and um they ran some tests asked me to come to come back i did and then uh, they called me on the phone and left a voice message. And by the way, I still don't understand why you will leave such a devastating news on as a voice message. Okay. So I got this voice message that I have cancer and that they were referring me to a specialist, a urologist. So I went over to see the urologist and the guy says to me, 
that um, I had I had cancer um, and that it was stage four. So stage four means that it has moved from uh, the place where it was in my body to other parts of the body, mm. right? So it's metastatic. So it's, it starts spreading. Um, without me seeing those signs, I probably wouldn't even know that I had cancer, right? And so when I went through the various stages of grief and all that, I, then, I determined that I was going to beat it. I determined that I was going to beat the cancer. And what then, what I did was worked with the doctors and determined the domains of success, the things I need to do, the, where the fights need to happen for me to win cancer, to beat cancer. And after some years, after some months, I became cancer free. I became, I got into remission. And so um, my desire is to let people know that when life happens at you, when things that you don't expect happens, I was what forty-seven when I was being when I was talking about getting cancer, and I, this was me settling in in Canada. So when life comes at you, things happen to you, adversity hits you. How do you respond to it? That's that's the main purpose of my work. How do you respond to it? For example, the, from from that perspective, the book I wrote is when you come into a new country and things don't work out as well as you were expecting. How do you respond to it? When you are faced with um, a terminal diagnosis, how do you respond to it? When you are faced with mental health, uh, mental Ill illness, and the, everything around is collapsing, yeah. um, how do you build up that grit to keep moving? Because when, when I fought cancer, I set up new goals. I set new goals, and that new goal resulted in me being a, a best-selling author and now a public speaker. What if I had given up then and said, "Hey, that's the end of life," right? Yeah. I won't be. I won't be talking with you today. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. You having that that attitude, that positivity. It kind of like they say, your body, your mind. You can heal your what yeah. you tell your body, and so yeah, it's powerful. Wow. So, you know, you said something about uh, how we respond to stuff like uh, when we get news and all that, right? So, um, I'm going to ask you what your, which I'm assuming your initial, I'm going to, shouldn't assume, but your initial response most likely probably is why you're able to give the advice. But for somebody that just uh, say they did read your book or didn't, like when, how are we responding that moment? Is that a, can it ever be something different since we've never had that moment until then, if that makes sense? Like, you never knew you're going to have that moment. But if you read something that subconsciously probably is there and you do have a moment, but you never saw it coming, could that play a role in how that person uh, accepts that right then and there? Yeah, it does. And uh, the, the reason why, the reason I was able to take it in my stride was that's not the first life-threatening thing I have gone through. Right, it's not the first. Uh, in 2016, um, I was kidnapped for ransom. Wow. So, I I had a, a situation where my life was dependent on how it was in the hands of criminals who who took me, um, blindfolded me, and all that. Uh, and so the principles, the thinking, the mindset that got me through that horrible kidnap experience was also the same 
mindset that helped me go through the cancer diagnosis. Uh, and so those are the kind of things that I, I talk to people and say, because sometimes you sit where you are, you think everything has everything about you is gone bad, but you don't also know that there are so many other people who are going through things that are worse than what you are going through. It doesn't reduce the intensity or the gravity of what you're going through, but it just gives you hope that it's not the end of the world. You can keep moving. Yeah, most definitely. Wow. That, and I'm assuming that uh, with you having that experience, having to, had experienced um, being kidnapped in, in one of those situations and having to actually, you know, be be able to uh, such a high strung situation, you know, any move you make or anything you do. So that definitely seemed like that would be something that would help you to be able to uh, stay calm, whatever it is you need to do in that situation, because so many people will freak out and that could like, change your whole outcome if you don't... Um, how you respond to things, but that's very interesting. Wow. So how, how, so when you, when you do, do these talks and um, talk to people, have you had any like testimonies to uh, where the very things you talked about, they actually um, used and it changed their lives? Or they oh yeah, I, I get, I get a lot of uh, feedback and a lot of uh, people saying to me that the book, I, the, my experiences, my talking to them, the work, I, the work I've been doing in the community, the book is helping them. Um, a, a lot of people see me on the road on applications and we start discussing about the book, about some portions of the book. And, and I, I typically would like, like to hear what resonates the most with people, right? Um, and that, um, for me, that's the, the feedback I, I get have been um, very heartwarming and it's very encouraging so that that makes the whole effort of writing the book uh, worth the while. Wow, that's awesome. So I guess I'm going on. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that you know that mindset is uh, key. <laughs> yeah, the mind is a battleground that you have to fight every day to win. So it's not something that you win in the morning and you lose in the evening. So every minute of your life is a battleground. So there are forces out there in your mind so it depends on who you are siding if you're siding with the positive or positive um, forces you probably make a lot of positive progress if you're siding and dwelling with the negative it, it, you spiral down so the way i look at it is that every minute of the of uh, the day uh, there's a battle going on in my head and once i find myself you know sliding towards that dark negative part i i auto correct myself because it, it, it's a free fall okay so we need to fight that battle over and over and over and over again so it's not a one day thing but you have to be mentally strong to, to go through these things and uh without giving up anything to be honest most definitely so you basically have to build yourself like a warrior kind of because it's going to happen again so it's like either you're going to get worn around or or you're just going to kind of like so you might as well uh what do you call it train yourself i guess basically mm -hmm. to be ready for the next one <laughs> yeah. that's amazing yeah. that's it's, uh i was just talking about this earlier with somebody no it's a show i do uh called mensa we're talking about yesterday we started talking about the mindset right it just came to me with the with health like self-help and uh, uh taking care of yourself it always it took me to, to the mindset right because to do anything 
to be persistent at it, to to step forward and, you know, and, and try to, you know, uh, anything that we do, basically, any type of challenge or trying to do better, be better, has to start here, right? Yeah, it does. So when you say that it's more important, then why don't they teach children this? Because we see all this stuff that, because the stuff we're learning now as adults, wouldn't that be so much useful to uh, bring in a child to teach them how to uh, mentally tackle things? Absolutely. And that's the reason why I'm dedicating more of my speaking um, opportunities around the colleges and universities, because I realize that for youngsters, for teenagers, for people who get into the university, um, the anxieties of life, the challenges of life is that can actually be very overwhelming. Uh, I was talking with a couple of people in the school administrative system, and they said to me the number one challenge that they find among um, college students is depression and that uncertainty about the future. Okay, so um, that's why I'm spending more time going there and helping them to build that resilience. You know, helping them to build that that capacity to overcome, helping them to know that uh, there's life after a heartbreak. There's life after you have been overwhelmed in school. Yeah, it's it, college can be overwhelming, especially if it's the first time you're going to leave your home and come over, come into the world and start living with other people. Well, here are the tools that you can use that can help you to get over it. And one of the things I stress the most is to always seek for help because you can't go through life without help. Seek for help. The earlier you seek for help, the better for you. I love that message. Oh, that's because we were just talking about this too. Yesterday I said, making people more comfortable. People should be comfortable with reaching out and asking for help. Because some people aren't, they, you know, and I think a lot of times, I don't know if you think, if, tell me if I'm wrong, uh, it's due to like uh, how they can see how other people, when, when we don't educate ourselves or we respond to things ignorantly and other people that could see that, sometimes it, what you say that can make them want to shut down and not, say anything because of how people were, you know, like like when you throw that word around crazy, right? And somebody's really dealing with mental health issues, but you use that. I don't like when people call people crazy, right? Mm -hmm. Because then it could take somebody that actually needs help and not want that they don't want to get the help because they feel like people are going to call them crazy, right? So, yeah, you're right. Um, you're right. Uh, there, there's still a lot of stigma around uh, mental health. There's still a lot of challenges around mental health. The problem is that many people still carry that ignorance and project their ignorance out. I don't think that people go out um, purposefully to hurt other people by using such terms, right? But I think it's they're projecting their lack of knowledge. But here is the thing, it doesn't matter for me, it doesn't matter how the world see me, it doesn't matter the words that I use at me. Sometimes it, I mean, it hurts as we are humans, but the important thing is, what do I want to make out of my life? What do I want to make out of this situation? I want to get out of this situation and tell the story. I don't want this situation to consume me. I don't want to become what has traumatized me. I want to heal and then provide that bridge for other people to cross over to, to heal. That's awesome. So, Chidi, would you say that that's like everybody's... Um... I know everybody. We all have a, we all have a purpose. I know that much. But do you, um, do you feel that that's for every that's for everyone when we go through these things in our lives? That it's a responsibility and our purpose is to it for us. It helps us too to get through it, and so you can share and help somebody else. Absolutely. So 
when you go through this kind of experiences that I have gone through, first you begin, you have a different sense of gratitude. So you know that you can't take so many things for, for granted. The life you live, you can't take for granted. The things you've done, the family you have, the support system, you can't take them for granted because in a twinkle of an eye, they could disappear, okay? So from that sense of gratitude, you, you also have the responsibility, the duty to help other people. So it is like you have been tried, you've been tested, and um, it's, you've, you've come out from the other side. Now it's your responsibility to take lessons from that process you've gone through to support other people. Otherwise, the whole challenge will be wasted. It will be a wasted effort. Uh, I have this saying, I tell people, I said, I don't like people making the same mistakes that I've made. Go make your own mistake. Go make another mistake. Learn from the ones that I've made and, and go make another mistake. Don't don't repeat my mistake. So that's also the reason why I go out to share about these things so that people can learn from it. Who knows somebody who who is struggling with, say, depression, or somebody who is struggling and thinks that there's no, no hope again uh, in life. And then I come around to say, hey, hold on a minute. Um, I don't think, have you been kidnapped? No. Have you, have you been diagnosed with cancer? No. There's still life ahead of you, okay? You can still make something out of your life. Um, I, I didn't know that I was gonna get into speaking. I didn't know that I was gonna become a best-selling author. But that's 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 the journey, right? That's the journey. We don't know how, where it's going to lead you, yeah. uh, and and I think that's that's the exciting thing about life because you don't know how is, how, how everything is going to span, how your journey is going to go. Okay, and so keep the faith, keep believing in yourself, keep showing up, keep doing the things that you need to do, and you always get better. I like that. That's powerful. And thank you so much. I I feel like so many people need to hear this, especially um. You know, right now with uh, the last few years, and uh, people are like we don't know what's like what's next. You know, and I feel like people are just kind of they don't really know. We're just kind of like just waiting. You know, yeah. and um, I don't know. I feel like people just need to it's, to hear something inspiring, be more motivating, so we can remember why we're here and what we're doing this for. Right? Absolutely. Uh, COVID had scattered us covid was a horrible experience for everybody yeah okay um having gone through that whole challenge we have come to realize that there are things that are more important in life than a the the, the amount of money you, are, you have in your bank account or the kind of house you are living etc etc it's time for us to go back and begin to build up ourselves take care of ourselves and also build in relationships because I've been shown that people who have uh, supportive relationships tend to thrive are more resilient about life, right? They're more resilient about life than those who don't have. So it's important that we begin to invest in the close relationship that we have and be vulnerable enough to, to accept support and help when we need it. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. I, um, you had spoke, uh, used this word quite uh, quite often, uh, the word community, right? Um, how would you, especially after all of this, right? How would you tell somebody or, yeah, help guide people to um, 
be able to be more active or supportive in their community. Cause you know, we've learned, people have learned how not to talk to people, not to trust people, uh, barely even know their neighbors. They've lived next to them like for years, right? You know, that just, it's the neighborhood, right? But how do you build a community? How can someone, where would they start? Okay. The first step is to know that there's something out there bigger than you, okay? Uh, life does not life does not end and start with you. There's something out there bigger than you. Number one, number two is that we need everybody. So it doesn't matter what what you are doing. There's something for you to contribute. You see, part of the challenge is when sometimes people think that they are, they don't have anything to contribute, and that's where where I fought their logic. You everybody has something to contribute. You have your time to contribute. You have their empathy to contribute. You have your organizational skill. You have your speaking capacity. You have the ability to sit down quietly and observe things and point out and show things. So when we come together as a people, we can make the journey through um, all of the journey forward better for people who are coming behind us. Number one. Number two is nobody's coming to build our communities for us. Yeah. We are going to build. We are going to build it ourselves. And so, if you don't come out of your room, out of your house, and out of your gated um, communities and all that, and ask, get involved, then whatever you see is what the result is. But the challenge is there. there there's always a vacuum when you don't step in. Somebody's going to fill that vacuum. The person who's going to fill that va vacuum might fill it without the values, without the uh, public-spirited uh, mindset that is required to move us forward. There might be people who come out and just come to balkanize, just come to uh, uh, um, take the things that belong to everybody. So that vacuum needs to be, will be filled. But the question is, what kind of people are filling that vacuum? Mm -hmm. Then the last point I would like to make about this is we're here just for a short time. Yeah, we're here just for a short time. Um, I think that there's a reason God allowed God allowed us to be where we are at this particular moment. Um, there are people out there who are hurting that need you to help. There are people out there who are hungry that you can feed. There are people who are out there who are confused that you can give some level of clarity. There are people who are out there who who would depend on that word of comfort. I mean, you mentioned something like about neighbors. How about going over to knock on the door of your neighbor and ask, hey, um, how are you doing today? And, you know, um, that begins a relationship that you may not even know uh, what the person is going through. But by you taking that first step out, you have started something that is, um, that is amazing. I will give you a very concrete example. Last year, I organized um, a street party for my street. Okay where i live i got neighbors that uh, they came out and we we hung out together there were people who have been living in this in, in in the streets where i live for over six years eight years they don't know themselves right they've been neighbors for six eight years they don't know themselves but it took one person it, it takes one person to make that move and you everybody should be that one person it's not it's not for me it's not for you it's all of us and everybody benefits yeah, that's amazing. That's um, like that's, that thoughts going through my head right now. It's, 
I, when I first heard the question and thought of it, I was like, where do you start by saying, hello, I'm your neighbor? <laughs> oh, yeah. today? How do people receive that these days? You know, some people look at you crazy because they're not used to it, right? They're like, what? what? <laughs> I agree. I agree. Uh, sometimes <laughs> when you when you make that first move, it will be like, who is this crazy guy? <laughs> who is this crazy dude? But the thing is, ultimately, my experience is that people are actually looking for that first mover. So at the first time you do that thing, it might be very embarrassing for you, their reaction. You'll be shocked the way they will, you know, uh, reciprocate. So when I started the the, the party team uh, on my street, there were a couple of people who said, no, I'm not interested. No, no, don't come here again. Don't knock on my door. Guess what? The day we were having the street party, they went into their pantries, came out to their food, and joined in the conversation. It was amazing. So don't get discouraged that the first steps you take might not be as you expect it to be, but keep moving because it's important. It's important. We can't allow, um, we can't just be out there and expect that things will change. Nothing changes until something makes it to change. So we need to organize the community for action. We need to get kids off the streets and off, off um, drugs. We need to talk, to get the, uh, the seniors in our community, make them as comfortable as possible and so that they can also participate in, in life. There are so many things that we can do. You can contribute, you can volunteer at the food bank, you can volunteer in the church. You can, there are so many things that needs to be done. The problem is in every community, only very few people show up to do that work. Mm. And yet, this is a very important work that needs to be done. Yes, 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 and always good to to show our kids too, so they can, you know, do the same thing too and know how to build communities. Yeah, yeah. my son, he's he's in the youth council for the uh, city, so he needs to learn you. how to take care of his communities and absolutely, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And once you catch them young in that sense, um, they they it becomes part of them. For example, I I started I started volunteering at what elementary school. With the Red Cross, and then from there, it, it has been part of me as I moved on uh, into life. And once I got into Canada, where volunteerism is a big deal, I, I felt it was one of the things that made me feel welcome home. Because whereas other people are work, waiting for um, Canadians to reach out to them, you are reaching out and say, "How can I help? I'm here right now. How can I help?" Because yeah, Canada is a beautiful country. The city where I live in is one of the most beautiful cities in Canada. But there's still work to be done. And my presence should make the city better than it was before I came here. That's my personal philosophy. Amazing. Wow. This is amazing. I am so excited to be able to share this with everyone. Uh, powerful. Very powerful. I think it's like the highlight for 2023. <laughs> you just set the bar. To, to, <laughs> I think it's better. This is the key right here. I appreciate I appreciate you for what you do and taking what you went through and not keeping it to yourself or you know or just whatever because people decide to do with what they they're but you chose to be unselfish and you chose to to share with others and it's healing. I mean I could feel it feel it right now. It just has me feeling motivated to want to step out that box and say hello, you know, or just be more, you know. Uh, yeah. useful to people that don't know that I could be useful, like, because like I said, people need help, and we don't know, we, we can't expect it from that place we keep thinking we're going to get it from. 
<laughs> can I tell you? Can I tell you this? One word you speak, one encouraging word you speak into somebody's life can make the a difference. In the course of the work that we do, you have we've met people who said, you know, I was I was going to take my life soon, but hearing you speak about the things you've gone through and you are here and you are still strong and you are still moving on, you are still kicking, you are still achieving things, are giving me hope. And this, we live in a world where we need to sell hope because everything about life is what you hear on the TV is catastrophes, is um, danger, is about destruction, is about hopelessness, it's about crime. But we need to begin to talk to ourselves and say, beyond all of this, there's still hope. Beyond all of these, people are still making progress. Because guess what? What makes good news is bad news, right? If they, mm -hmm. there, are not many, there are not many times you hear about motivating things, you know, um, um, actions on the TV. Um, and even if you hear it, it will be overshadowed by all the negative things that the press pushes yeah. on us. So as individuals, we need to reach out into ourselves and go, go to counter these things, uh, one person that we meet at a time. And the people in your circle of influence from the family, uh, the people where we start. Because again, I, I'm not an advocate of people going out in the community and then not serving the people that they have in their home. So you start serving from home, uh, but you also know that there's an extension there. There are more people there who need support. Uh, and that's the reason, you know, in addition to the work, the, the work I'm doing in terms of speaking and all that, I set up a foundation. Um, part of that foundation is to talk to immigrant kids, the youths in our community, to provide that mentorship, that guidance to them. Uh, we started, we started, uh, we registered that uh, foundation, uh, the, the not-for-profit in June last year, and we've taken the the, the kids who come uh, through financial literacy. We're taking them through personal development, personal branding, and all that, so they can be more confident. They can go out there and dare, dare to win, you know. So those are some of the things that we need to do. But it requires a lot of commitment from us, and it requires a lot of help and support coming yeah. in. Yeah, most definitely. That's encouraging. I love it. Uh, you, you do what you're doing is amazing, and I thank you. I'm definitely gonna do my part even more, and definitely gonna make sure this. I share this. Uh, anywhere, everywhere I can, because this is, this is strong and people need to hear this because there is hope. We need to sell it, like you said. Yeah, yeah we, need, we, we need to talk about hope a little bit more. And if there are opportunities for, for me to share that message of hope with, 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 people, with other people, it doesn't matter um, if, if it is one person or two people or a crowd of 500 and more, a thousand and more than willing to do that. The reason is, the, um, Technology has helped us. You are in the United States, I'm in Canada, and we are having this very exciting conversation. So imagine if we have this platform where we can reach out to more people and then people come in and they get energized, they get motivated, they get inspired to go out there to go make a difference. The ripple effects over time is um, will be mind-blowing because once you sow that seed and it germinates, you don't know how, how far it will go. Amazing. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. <laughs> I'm loving it. Thank you so much. Um, do you have, so uh, for our listeners, uh, can you tell them where your book is at and also like any social media they can follow you on? 
Yeah, I'm on um, the, the book here is on uh, Amazon, Amazon.com. You can look for it. Coming to Canada, the ultimate success guide. You can look for my name, uh, GDC Wichuku. Uh, they can follow me as, on my social media handles. I'm on Instagram, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Facebook. Um, yeah, I'm on LinkedIn. So uh, it would be nice to um, connect with people to see how the stories that I've shared and the, the, the insight I've shared uh, had impacted their life. It would be my honor to connect with them. Most definitely. Well, I followed you on so far on, on LinkedIn. So I'll definitely uh, follow um, on the other ones too. I just lately, LinkedIn, you know, they have like um, some cool features over there where you can go live now, audio and stuff. So I've been like kind mm -hmm. of connecting over there a lot. So I definitely will keep up with you. And um, yes, yes. You, and we got to have you come back someday and maybe we can have um, some guests come on so maybe they can ask some questions. That'd be great. I mean, set it up. Um, I'm always uh, available for us to to hang out with people of like minds, to rub minds, and to get inspired to know what people are doing, and also to let people have insights about some of the things that that can ha that can happen in their community. So yeah, if you set it up, I'll be I will show up. <laughs> okay, sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. Um, all right. Well, I guess I'm going to close out. And if you don't mind staying after for like maybe two minutes after um i shut down and so we're gonna say good night to the listeners thank you so much we know that i know you're gonna enjoy this episode and definitely leave your comments questions and reach out to Jeannie. and uh yeah let's get together soon thank you guys this is behind the mic and with the amazing amazing author best-selling author speaker he just does it all guys <laughs> thank you guys so much until next time behind the mic Good night.